Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's what's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about beef. Is is your is your book for sale about? Yes. Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my body. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey everybody, welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 85. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. So, uh, a lot of stuff went down this week, a lot of stuff that I, I really didn't get completely into. Working a new job, graveyard shift has kind of messed up my <clears throat> listening to podcast schedules and stuff like that. So, um, working that all out. We'll get it back on track, but so um, I have not yet been able to watch the Kanye Joe Rogan, uh, Kanye on Joe Rogan's podcast yet, which I intend to do. Probably have a whole lot of things to comment on that. Um, I did hear a, a couple of good things from people saying that you know, again, Kanye is <laughs> sounding like the. Uh, <laughs> Can we say the adult in the room? Can can you say Kanye is the adult in the room when it comes to actual presidential nominees? Um, he's on the ballot in Utah. I actually know a few people who are legitimately going to vote for Kanye West here in Utah. So um, that should be interesting. Probably have a lot more to say about that next week um, leading up to the actual election, which will be uh, two days or the day after next week's episode drops um tomorrow uh amy barrett Cohn amy why do i want to call her abc and not acb amy coney barrett uh apparently looks like the senate is going to have the confirmation vote after all um so likely she will be confirmed and probably sworn into the court before the election which is kind of a good thing um so those were a couple of things that I really was looking at talking about this week, but it just seemed like the the entire week for me was consumed with social media and other stuff of people talking about whether or not we should excommunicate or put people who vote Democrat under church discipline. Um... Again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I did an episode on the Christian vote and how we as Christians should vote and how I feel we should vote. Um, I don't think as a Christian, personally, you can easily justify voting Democrat. I have known, I, I know some Christians who I would not doubt their salvation who are Democrats. And as hard as that is to reconcile in my own mind because of the, the Democrat platform with abortion, uh, LGBT rights, so on, um, so many things. Where I mean, and where a couple of years they'd actually taken God, any mention of God, completely out of their platform and then realized how dumb of an idea that was and then put it back in to booze. Literally, the Democratic National Convention, people booed 
when they put God, some kind of mention of God, back into the Democrat platform. So all of that taken into consideration, it makes it very hard for me to understand. And, you know, again, I don't agree with, as I've had conversations with these Christians who have tried to justify to me why they vote Democrat. I don't agree with any of the arguments that have been made. I find it very hard to comprehend that. That being said, do I think Christians who vote Democrat should be put under church discipline? (sighs) That's a, a hard, very hard decision to make. And luckily, now that I'm no longer an elder at Refuge Church, I don't have to concern myself with that decision. I have to concern myself with the votes that happen within my own household being me and my wife and that yeah she's gonna vote for trump i'm not voting for trump so as i've been seeing this stuff john piper wrote an article um i don't know if it was in it was well it was desiring god um where basically he made the argument that trump's sins are essentially, I mean, I don't know if he actually mentioned Trump, but you can tell who he's talking about when he when he goes through this. And Biden or the Democrat sins are equally deadly. And and the whole issue of you know the the life issue and um, marriage and so on, all these issues, Marxism, uh, socialism, all these things are deadly to the country. But yet, Trump's uh, arrogance and pride and so on are not deadly to this country. And where, ultimately, biblically, those are deadly sins. All of them. This was the argument Piper was making. Um, I think I tend to agree with him. And that's going to trigger a whole lot of my friends. uh, Who, I mean, comments that were made, imagine... uh, Thinking that that pride is is or arrogance or being mean is what it was reduced to, which is not what Piper said in his article, uh, is just as uh, on the same level as murdering babies. Well, biblically, yes, all sin is sin. So we look at it, and absolutely, when I look at it, I think. Uh, that murdering babies is far more important of an issue to me than Donald Trump's Twitter feed or name-calling or any of those things, the immaturity that he expresses. But there's a lot more that you can go into with Donald Trump rather than just that. Um, And again, you, you run into these things on the left. Right now, there's a group... And and I don't know that Piper's article made this any easier. I mean, obviously, the pro-life evangelical for Bi- evangelicals for Biden, this stuff all came out long before um, Piper wrote his article. But people were making this, well, you know, now Piper, he's got so many followers. And 
Basically, he just made it easier for them to vote Democrat. Again, I don't think that's what Piper's article does. Uh, I think what Piper's article does is what I do week after week here on this podcast is I try to bring everybody to a consistent worldview. I don't know how any pro-life evangelical can justify a vote for for Joe Biden and the fact that, I mean, he, and, and again, this is a specific group, pro-life evangelicals, voting for a man who is in favor of abortion up to the moment of birth. How can you call yourself pro-life and put yourself in that category? But again, I mean, when we look at the pro-life movement uh, in America right now, I mean, they've, you know, they've put down more personhood bills and heartbeat bills and all these things, abortion bans, they they have killed them more. The the Republican pro-lifes politicians have killed more of these abortion ban and uh, you know personhood bills than any Democrat has. Mostly, I mean, go watch Babies Are Murdered Here and Babies Are Still Murdered Here. Babies Are Murdered Here too. Go watch those those uh, documentaries. I believe they're still available on um, Amazon Prime. If not, you can find them through Apology at Church. You can find them through uh, through Marcus Pittman's. I mean, if I'm sure if you go anywhere, Fight, Laugh, Feast, any of these networks that these guys belong to, Apologia, and so on, you can find it somewhere. It's on YouTube. It's somewhere out there where you can find that those documentaries. Watch those and see what... The pro-life movement actually does. They are more in... The pro-life movement is... Doesn't want to see abortion banned any more than any Democrat out there does or pro-choice person does. Because if we manage to overturn Roe and outlaw abortion, pro-life movement goes away. These people's cash cow is gone. Republicans can no longer campaign and, and fundraise off of this issue. If they if they solve the issue the way we want them to solve the issue, they can no longer campaign on the issue. So they have to have the issue there in order to campaign for it. Does that make sense? And so, again, it does not surprise me that there's a group called Pro-Life Evangelicals for Biden. And I again, I don't think... Piper's article made it easier for them to make this vote. They've already somehow come up with a, a somehow that they justify making this vote. I'm I'm I could not do it ever. But then again, you take this and you flip it over to the other side, and there is a, and I, I I tweeted this out the other day. I made I made this meme. Back before the, uh, well, obviously this is the, the Republican National Convention when Trump got his nomination. So I made this meme. This is mine. This is my original. If you've seen it out there, I made this. Don't know why that's important for everybody to know, but I did. 
And, um, but there's a lot of people, and I'm seeing this more and more. I'm seeing the Trump cult bubbling up again of these people who are willing to ignore anything that Trump has ever said or done in order to vote for him as well. Now, here's what I read. And again, maybe I just misinterpreted or I read it differently than half of the other people who I've seen comment on Piper's article. But what I read in Piper's article is if we're going to maintain a consistent worldview. And as I've watched these calls for church discipline, excommunication, um, I mean, I was called an idolater earlier today by a a guy that I, I have followed and had you know kind of a, a facebook friendship with i've never met him in person but i know he's very pro-life i know that you know he's come we've commented on each other's uh posts and and he's followed my my live videos for abortion ministry and event evangelism to the mormons and stuff like that so i mean i feel like this guy is a very close friend as close as a facebook friend can be um I mean, I've, I've seen hardships that he's gone through, prayed for him, all kinds of stuff. But I literally was called an idolater because I'm not willing to vote for Trump. And in that, I'm obviously supporting Biden, which, again, is a, a, a logical fallacy completely. If you are going to say that not voting for Trump equals a vote for Biden, then you have to make the same logical uh, stretch to say that not voting for Biden is a vote for Trump. But no, he wouldn't see that because here he's he's involved in this Trump cult. He's not willing to see anything, but you have to vote for Trump. Essentially, what his post said was, you're kind of stupid. You need to pray more and you need to study more if you're not voting for Trump. And my argument is, Trump has just as many sins... And, and I've gone back and forth with people on this and, and the last few days. Again, if, we're, if, if, if we have to give, uh, if we have to put people under church discipline for voting for Biden or voting for the Democrats, then we have to put them equally under church discipline for voting for Trump. If, this, if we are going to be consistent. And why do I say that? Because one... Trump wrote a book where he bragged about being an adulterer and has never repented. As far as I, I know, I've never seen him. You know, the last time I saw him on a stage where someone even asked him that question, it's in the intro video to this podcast. That Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? No, I don't think that way. I just try to do better. Well, Trump, then you're trying to work your way to heaven. And you're going to be one of those guys that when the day comes that Jesus is going to say, you're going to say to Jesus, Lord, Lord, didn't I do these things in your name? He's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Trump was caught live on a mic saying that because he's rich, he can walk up to women and grab them by the woo Right, which is one of two things. Everybody at the time, this was the deciding reason why I did not vote for Trump. Those tapes. I have a daughter now. She had just been born. 
when the elect before the election came up in in 2016. I don't know that I could ever vote for that man and look her in the eye again with confidence. Another thing that, that, that someone else tweeted, and I don't remember who it was. I'll get to that in a minute. But so everyone was, oh, that was locker room talk. It was locker room talk. It wasn't really true. Well, here's the deal. If I had a son and I found out he was talking a lot that way about women in the locker room, I would punish him because that is absolutely disrespectful. And then if it's a lie, it's a horrible, ugly, ugly lie. Just, just disgusting in need of that's that kind of lie is in need of church discipline. If any Christian man, which Trump professes to be made that kind of statement should be under church discipline. Right. And so if it were just locker room talk, if it true, it, if it is actually true, this is a man who admitted to sexual assault. Okay, now we get into the political side of things. Trump allows his, his opinion on abortion allows for exceptions for rape, incest, life of the mother. So if Biden is, is, is willing to murder babies, every baby up until birth well trump is willing to murder babies too just a different population of those babies based upon the the uh circumstances of their uh conception or health of and and again health of the mother and when you look at the the way laws are written and stuff like that can be as as anything from from like post the concerns about postpartum depression to stretch marks. But these are exceptions Trump's made. So he's not really pro-life either. If we maintain the standard that we as abolitionists, people who are part of end abortion now and, and so on, those situations that we maintain that I've heard them talk about on cross politic, that I've heard them talk about on, on apology radio that I've heard, you know, Many people, these are, we are 100%, you know, resisting Balaam. Again, we are 100%, abortion should be outlawed. No exceptions. Right? So if, if it is a sin and worthy of church discipline to vote for the Democrat because of their place on the life issue, then it should be the exact same church discipline for Trump. Donald Trump is pro LGBTQI QRS, whatever. He is pro their rights. So he is not in opposition to marriage, to gay marriage, same sex marriage, whatever you want to call it. Same thing as Democrats. So if that were a situation where church discipline were necessary for someone voting Democrat, it would also be necessary for someone voting Trump. This is what I have maintained multiple times on, on social media throughout the last week, especially as people are commenting on these things that Christians have to vote for Trump. Christians have to vote for Trump because, and if you don't, if you vote Democrat, then you should be under church discipline or excommunicated. And I'm like, why can we not be consistent? That's what Piper's calling for in his 
in his uh, article is just being consistent on these things. If we're going to, if we're, if we're going to discipline people or tell people they can't vote a certain way based on one set of sins, then other sets of sins have to be addressed in the same manner. Again, I mean, I belong to so many groups where people are, are theonomists and looking at the law as, you know, as the, the God's law, the law of Israel and so on should be a, a model for the law that we look at today for should be the, the, a good basis for American laws. Is essentially what it is. No, the theonomists that I know do not think that we need to go back under the law for our salvation. None of them would say that, so don't hear me say that. Yes, I am a theonomist. I do believe that God's law is a, uh, a fundamental basis that is acceptable for the formulation of any law. I think we should change our laws in America to more closely... Uh, reflect the moral law of God. Rapists should be put to death. Things like that. No, I don't think we need to worry about polyester clothing or cotton or mixing fabrics or anything like that. And call me a hypocrite if you will, but and no, I don't think any of those things have anything to do with our salvation. Our salvation is by uh, through by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. But we are saved to do good works. And if we refuse to obey the things that he's commanded, then we are showing that, that we don't have fruit in keeping with repentance. And I completely just rabbit trailed on that for a minute. Um, but we should be consistent. And I'm not seeing that from my theonomous friends. I'm seeing them are the same people that are going, if you don't vote for Trump, you should be excommunicated or you should be church disciplined or any of these things. But again, Trump does not fall into any of those categories that we would go, this is a good guy. Is he better than the other guy? Yes. And if that is your basis for voting, then fine. But then you can't go saying, well, these other people need to be church disciplined because they voted worse than I did. Well, if, if that is a basis for church discipline, then prep yourself for voting for Trump to be under church discipline as well. Because that is what a consistent worldview demands. Literally, it demands that. So again, it brings us back to a place where we go, how do we vote? I would say we vote according to... to to platform as much as possible, which means it makes it harder to vote Democrat. But again, I, I'm, I'm going, to, going to question your reasoning for voting Democrat. But if you can give me that reasoning, then whether I agree with it or not, I'm going to say, all right. But then... When it comes down to an individual person, we also have to go along with our conscience. My conscience dictates that I cannot vote for Trump. And if that means you think that I'm suddenly supporting Biden or I'm an idolater or any of those things, well, one, shut up. I had to get it out. 
Really. I mean, that's, that is, that is ridiculous. Again, I got to come back to it. If you think that a no vote for Trump equals a vote for Biden, then by the same logic, a no vote for Biden has to be a vote for Trump. So you're welcome. I honestly, up until, and some of the things that I heard, and like I said, I haven't watched the entire thing, and I haven't actually heard with my own ears anything Kanye said on Joe Rogan's podcast. Just a couple of guys that I know that listened to some of the stuff said, hey, this was really good. He's. I saw somebody said, tweeted or posted on Facebook or something that he is legitimately voting for Kanye because he's the most pro-life out of any of the candidates that are out there. And if that's the case, then I may be casting my vote for for Kanye West. Otherwise, I'm going to stick with what I said I was going to do a couple of weeks ago, and I'm likely going to ride in Kurt Kennedy and Strat as my presidential and vice presidential vote. And, it, and it, again, is it a protest vote? Absolutely. Is it a wasted vote? No. My vote is my vote, and I'm going to use my vote however I want to. And the reality of it is, anyway, and this is not a... It has been a cop-out for people in the past who just choose not to vote, um, but these are people who don't vote anyway on anything. I am going to vote on a lot, all the other issues, all the other candidates for down ballot from Trump and the issues that are there. I'm going to vote for them. I'm not just going to go, yeah, my vote doesn't matter in Utah because it's all red. But there's no way Joe Biden is going to take Utah. Whether I vote for him or not, Utah is going to be overwhelmingly Republican. Trump is absolutely going to get all the electoral electoral votes for the state of Utah. There's no question about it. So I'm in no in no way concerned about whether or not Biden is going to take Utah. That's not going to happen. Trump's going to win Utah. He's going to do it without my vote. And that's just what my conscience dictates. And I, like I said, didn't vote for him last time. And it, going, I mean, going back to 1992, I did not vote for either presidential candidate in that election, whether it was for Bush or Clinton or Perot. I didn't vote for any of them. I wrote in another name, Staff Sergeant Thomas Butler, uh, who was my NCOIC at the time. Because I did not like the options that I was given in these other guys. And again, I'm the guy that that went against all kinds of things I believed and voted for Romney in 2012. So, there you have it. How do we vote? Look at the platforms. Investigate the candidates. Look at them individually, specifically, what they are. And then, if your conscience allows you to vote for them, fine. If that means you have to explain to the people in your congregation or the people in your family, have your ducks in a row and make your explanation. But again, and I cannot stress this enough, if you're one of these guys that is out there right now saying, church discipline for anybody who votes Democrat, 
based on life issue or LGBT issues or anything like that, then be prepared to be under church discipline. And I will advocate for it. If you continue to advocate for church discipline for those who vote Democrat, I will advocate for church discipline for anybody who votes Trump. Because I believe in maintaining a consistent worldview. And to say church discipline for those who vote Democrat and not for those who vote Trump is not consistent in any way, shape, or form. There's no integrity in that. It's intellectually dishonest to think that Trump's sins are somehow less offensive to God because he's going to put in uh, Supreme Court justices or anything like that. That his sins are any less offensive to God than the sins of the Democrat Party. Because again, the word of God says you break one, you've broken the entire law. And unless there is a willingness to repent and change. Now, again, do I think we have to, that our president absolutely has to be a Christian? No. But I think our president has to exhibit a little bit of integrity. And if Trump's going to claim to be a Christian, but he's not going to show any fruit in keeping with repentance and actually admit that he's never repented. So as those of us as Christians can absolutely say he is not a Christian. But yet he's going to lie. What did, what, what did everybody say about Obama? You know, he claimed to be a Baptist, but everyone was like, well, look at your pastor and he's this and you're not really a Christian. You did this and this and this. Why won't people say that same thing for Trump? Because the people bowed and prayed to the neon God they'd made. And that is a problem. And so whether you're part of the pro-life evangelicals for Biden, which is mind-boggling to me or you are part of the Trump cult that is he can do nothing wrong both groups need to come back to a place of repentance and consistency in their own worldview do I demand that they have uh, church discipline no but do I think they need to get a little more consistent in what the Bible says about about things Absolutely. And I'll take all the smoke you want to give me on that. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. Oh, wait. Before I do completely sign off, I actually did want to give a shout out to uh, Now I See Clothing Brand. Uh, Lou Chikuni and his wife, Violet, uh, sent me and my wife a couple of t-shirts. And um, these are really great t-shirts. And uh, so they are the official sponsor of this week's episode of Let Me Tell You. Um, you can go order shirts. I just went and ordered another one on I, nowicclothingbrand.com. And I'll put a link in the description. Um, go check them out. Support them. While you're out and about looking at that stuff, you can go grab Luchacuni's album, The Grateful Grind, which is a really, really, really can I express how much I really liked that album, The Grateful Grind? You can go pick that up at luchacunimusic.com, I believe, .com or .org. I'll put another link for that in there, too. Um, I'm, I'm calling them the official sponsors of this week's episode because they hooked me and my wife up with some cool T-shirts. So thank you. Uh, God bless you both. Uh, may he bless your ministries, your music, and all the things that you are doing. And 
as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.